What is up, podcast fam? Welcome back to the Energy Exchange Podcast, where I am committed to creating a community filled with more movement, more gratitude, and more joy. So thank you so much for tuning in in today's show. Now, I do have one request. As you're listening to the show, I don't want you to just let the information go in one ear and out the other. I want you to do your best to apply this information, this knowledge, this wisdom into your life. So please make the most of this time. I appreciate you so much. And one last request is if this show resonates with you, if you gain some sort of value from this episode, please, please, please leave a review in the iTunes store. It makes such a huge impact in this mission to reach more people and inspire more people and empower more people. I love you so much. Thank you in advance. I appreciate you. And I can't wait for you to dive in today's show. Let's get it. Mr. Abasolo, Doc, how are we doing today? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Happy to be here again. Yes, round two. Absolutely. And and we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tie our, our first episode together in the show notes, because we dove a lot into, you know, your appearance on the bachelor and some of your childhood experiences and things like that. So I don't want to repeat all of that. You know, I want to give and provide new context, new content, new value. So for anyone interested in listening to that, you know, that shows available uh, in the show notes. So make sure to reference that. And Doc, I'm curious to know, brother, it's, uh, it's been a few months since we've connected. I saw you. A lot's happened. A lot's happened. <laughs> yeah. I saw you. I saw you in the street, maybe like six weeks ago, walking, walking, uh, I think from your office. Yes. So, so let me ask you, brother, you know, these last four months, what have been a couple divine downloads that you've had? Meaning, you know, what are, what are some things that have come up for you and what are some areas that you've really stepped into and grown? Uh, well, honestly, man, I think obviously it's been tough. I think everybody could agree, you know, the pandemic hit and we were quarantined for months at a time and it was, it was difficult. You know, I think a lot of people, you know, didn't have jobs when that hall started, you know what I mean? They had to basically find a new way to put food on the table. And, you know, a lot of people had downtime, you know, downtime that they maybe didn't have before, you know, everybody's in the hustle and bustle of, of their job and their phone and relationships and dating and whatever the case may be. And I think that the quarantine was a great time to really, you know, hone in on, you know, what's most important, um, you know, family, friends, uh, for me, it's, it's my immediate family, you know, Rachel, my dog, Copper, um, you know, and just really focusing on self love. I mean, luckily I was able to continue to, to practice, you know, I still was seeing, uh, patients throughout the quarantine, uh, you know, business did suffer a little bit, but I was able to stay open and treat people, you know, for, for their various neck pain and back pain, all kinds of other issues. But, um, 
you know, of course, safely mask gloves. You know, I, I tried to be as a, do my due diligence, have the Lysol wipes on deck. Um, so I was very, very, very careful. I still am. Uh, you got to be in this new age. Um, but, you know, really focusing on, on self-love, uh, really focusing on the physical and the mental aspect of, of self-love, you know, whether it comes to, you know, diet, my nutrition, uh, you know, had to be on point. I figured, you know, I was going to get less movement in, you know, if we're stuck indoors, I wasn't going to be burning as many calories. So, you know, in my head, I was like, listen, my diet has to be even more on point than it was before, you know, in order to, to, to stay lean, to stay healthy. Um, you know, obviously immune system is a huge uh, factor when it comes to COVID. So I did anything and everything to keep my immune system up and, you know, whether it's eat natural whole foods, um, you know, nothing processed, nothing in a box, nothing, you know, with artificial ingredients, staying hydrated, staying active, uh, getting good sleep, things like that. Um, you know, and then also as far as the mental aspect of it, focusing on what we control, focusing on what we can control. I know we talked a little bit about that, um, you know, on my, on my health cast and, you know, with so many things going on, it's really, really tough to, you know, uh, really focus in on what we control, but you've got to, because all that negative distraction on the outside, all that outside noise, um, is just feeding your body negative energy. And that's not something that you need during a pandemic. So, you know, just, living a life of gratitude, uh, you know, breathing, meditating, moving every day, getting sunshine like you, like you, you harp on, you know, it's just everything's so important, man, during this time. I love that brother. Uh, what, what are a couple of these foods that have been staples for you these last few months? Um, you know, as far as foods, uh, I've been pretty balanced. You know, I haven't really been focusing on the keto or the paleo or the vegan vegetarian. I, I pretty much just kept it balanced as far as, uh, you know, veggies, fruits, lean proteins, lean meats, you know, fish, turkey, you know, steak every now and then some, you know, uh, lean poultry, um, you know, just really focusing on uh, detoxification pathways, you know, drinking a lot of water uh, with lemon, um, you know, taking supplements, uh, you know, focusing on my cardiovascular health, getting those omega threes, you know, through you know, raw nuts or healthy fish. Uh, also, obviously your gut, your gut is super important as far as your immune system. Um, you know, that's pretty much where your immune system lies for the most part. So you definitely want to uh, keep your gut, you keep your gut clean, probiotics, prebiotics, you know, digestive enzymes, um, you know, and just really, really focus on, you know, not putting anything in your body that, you know, is going to cause inflammation, you know, or downregulate your immune system. I love that, bro. And, and I'm curious to know what's that dynamic like in the Abisolo household, who's doing a majority of the cooking? Is it you? Is it Rachel? Is it co-creation? <laughs> Do you guys switch nights? How does that look? You know what, man, honestly, we never really have a problem with that because I like to eat my own food and she kind of likes to eat her own food. Sometimes we'll mix it up. Like she'll 
she's actually been cooking a lot more, which of course I love, <laughs> um, you know, for herself, but you know, maybe she'll have a leftover steak or leftover piece of salmon. So, you know, she'll offer me and I'm like, you know, I'm never going to turn down food. Right. So, you know, but usually I'll stick to my, you know, like to my healthy meals, you know, like I said, the balanced meals, the lean proteins, the, the quality, uh, low glycemic carbs, um, you know, like sweet potato, you know, healthy, you know, brown rice or things like that. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, she, she, she claims she doesn't like to cook, but she's actually an amazing cook. I'm not going to lie. She's an amazing cook. I always like everything she does. She makes the meanest. I'm telling, I'll tell you one thing. When I was young, I never, my mom never taught me how to eat vegetables and she tried to incorporate them when I was already like in my early teens. Like when I was 13, she tried to get me to eat, you know, uh, broccoli. And I was like, it's too late for that. You know what I mean? But as I, <laughs> as I got older in life, as I got older in life, I learned slowly started to incorporate some vegetables and I had never tried Brussels sprouts. Mm. I guess I, I guess I had heard other people talk about oh Brussels sprouts. And then, so I guess I just picked up on that and I always <laughs> thought they were nasty, but she makes the meanest Brussels sprouts I've ever had. So it's like every time she makes those, I'm like, I'm all in. I want some. So yeah, Brussels mm. sprouts and just, you know, just whatever, whatever she makes, man, it's, it's, it's really, really good. I love that, bro. And, no. and it's interesting because, you know, I think based on my observations during quarantine, I feel like it's either brought families and, and partners really close together, or it's like, holy shit, I can't deal with this person anymore. Like balance, brother. Balance. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm curious to know, like what, what has come up in regards to your relationship? Yeah. What, what dynamic, maybe, maybe you've learned something new about each other. Are there any, any things you want to share in regards to that? Yeah. I, I, like I had mentioned before, the word balance is very key. I think being alone in quarantine and being on top of each other, it, I, I think any couple, you know, eventually is going to be like, Oh my God, you know, this person's driving me nuts or, you know, it's, it's too much. You know what I mean? So I think a good balance, I think your individuality is important as well. So for example, the way we work things out is, you know, we come together, we watch movies, we'll watch the news, we'll watch, you know, she loves sports. So we'll watch ESPN first take as, as our, as our show. Um, you know, we'll, talk about, you know, what's going on in our day, our schedules, you know, so we can coordinate with each other. Um, but then there's times where she'll be off in a room doing her own thing and I'll be in my room doing my own thing. You know what I mean? She has a, a huge, uh, she actually was on a desperate housewives kick for a minute. You know, I know it's an old show, but she was actually watching the entire show from jump from the first episode on. And I was like, you know what? you know, I can't get into it. So she would be in her room watching that. And I let her do her thing. You know what I mean? I, uh, mm. she'll be in there. She'll have her a little alone time watching her show and I'll, you know, be working on, you know, maybe some work or watching my own shows and things like that. And it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay to separate and then come back together. You know, I think that, Oh, because we're stuck in this house, we got to be communicating and talking and being on top of each other all the time. No, I mean, it's, it, I think it's human nature. We all, we, everybody has their own, individual identity. And sometimes it's just good to give each other some space. And I think that's totally normal in a relationship. And I think that's part of a successful relationship. 
I mean, I, I know my mom and my dad, sometimes my, my mom will take off and go shopping with her sister and like get out. And, you know, my dad's more of a homebody. So stay, he'll stay home and watch his sci-fi movies or whatnot. And, you know, then they come together and they love each other and they watch movies together and, and talk. So I think that's very normal to, you know, enjoy the time that you have together, but at the same time, you know, be cool with the fact that, Hey, we can be our individual selves and, and separate for a little bit and then just come back together and love each other. Mm, dude, that's super uh, powerful. Yeah. And I feel like that's probably a big reason why you guys have been successful in your partnership together. Because what I've noticed in relationships that tend to struggle and suffer is there's a lot of dependency. And, oh. and what I notice about each one of you is that you're both very driven with your mission and with your purpose. You know, you yeah. as a chiropractor, as somebody who wants to help and heal people and Rachel as someone who continues to step into her power using her voice, whether that be in sports, whether that be in, you know, everything going on in the world now. And it's beautiful to see that you guys are staying focused on your mission and supporting each other and giving each other, you know, the necessary space that's required because we all need that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things that we I'm really happy about during this time that, you know, we're able to focus on what's really important. And obviously family is really important to both of us. That's something that drew us from the beginning, how close we were with each other's family. So, you know, I, talk to my parents, you know, if not every day, every other day, you know, we've made it a thing where it's like, you know, I want them to tell me stories from my childhood, maybe things that I didn't know, you know what I mean? Because life is so precious, especially now, you know, you never know, you never know what can happen. You know what I mean? Obviously they're up there in age. So we're very mindful of our family and our older family members, you know, just with everything that's going on with COVID, but, you know, just really spend the time with the people that, you know, fill your heart up with joy. And, you know, I've started a, a group chat with, you know, my good friends from childhood where we started like our own little podcast, just, you know, shooting the shit and just talking sports and stuff like that. She's actually jumped on a, a Zoom chat with a bunch of her sorority sisters from college. So it's just, you know, it, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise. Obviously, there's so much negativity going on. And, you know, it's unfortunate what's happened with you know, all the cases and everybody that's passed away from this crazy virus. But, you know, I feel like for, for us, at least, it's actually brought us closer to, to the people that we care about most. Yeah, that's yeah. beautiful, bro. And I think, you know, it's different for someone like you too navigating this virus, because again, for me, my parents are older in age. However, they're in California, right? So, yeah. so they're healthy. However, I understand that they're more prone to getting seriously ill if they do contract the virus. So I'm curious to know, like, what has your parents' mindset been during all of this? And, and have you been able to see them, uh, see them consistently? Or are you guys keeping your distance? How does that look like? We've, we've definitely kept our distance, man, to be honest. You know, I've, I've, I would say it's less than a handful of times ever since quarantine started. Um, you know, we met up for Father's Day. Uh, you know, we had a social distancing barbecue at my parents' house. You know, everybody was separate. Everybody had their masks on and whatnot. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, it's it's a situation now, obviously, with everything going on in Miami specifically. We're essentially the epicenter of the uh, 
of the pandemic. So, you know, everybody's on high alert. My parents are worried. So it's, you know, we're trying to make them feel as comfortable as possible. I don't want them going out. You know, I definitely want them to get their 30 minutes of exercise in, you know, like we preach. Uh, so, you know, I love for them to, to walk around the neighborhood. Obviously they're not near anybody, you know, have your mask handy, you know, at least in your pocket, uh, just in case you do run into people, but you know, get outside, get some fresh air. But as far as going out to the market and things like that, I told them to limit that, you know, maybe get an Instacart account or, you know, let us bring you some groceries. We'll drop it off at the front door and we'll take off. You know what I mean? So it's been tough, man, because you, you need that human interaction. You know what I'm saying? And that's something that, you know, we haven't been able to do, you know, I mean, us Hispanics, Latinos, you know, we're used to giving people a kiss on the cheek. That might be Gone forever. Who knows? You know what no, I mean? I, I, uh, those besitos will be back. Those are hopefully, man, hopefully, hopefully, you know, the hugs and the besitos and all that, you know, it's a, it's a situation where, you know, we talk about it. It's like, I just want to give you a hug, mom. I just want to give you a hug, dad. And it's, you know, it's unfortunate that it can't, it can't happen. We just got to be careful. Yeah. No. What is, would you say that's the biggest thing that you've missed these last few months is that kind of human connection, especially that with your family? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would say that, you know, just being able to, you know, go to our, our parents. I mean, Rachel hasn't seen her family in months. She was actually going to go back just because it had been so long since she had seen them. And, you know, she already had a flight booked and everything and she had to cancel it just because at the end of the day, her parents are up there in age as well. And it's like, you know, she's coming from Miami over to Dallas, which was, you know, Texas is another hot spot. So, at the end of the day, it just wasn't worth it. You know what I mean? We could zoom all we want, you know, at least that'll do for now. Uh, but yeah, I would say that's, that's been the biggest thing and just being out in the community, man, like, you know, going to the gym, interacting with everybody, you know, going out of the community, having, having a drink, going out, having dinner, you know, seeing people, people watching, you know, things that, things that you do on a regular basis. And it's just, you know, that's all gone by the wayside. And it's like, we got to be super careful. And I, I understand it. It is what it is. But, yeah. What, what, what's your favorite people watching spotted by Abby? Do you have one? Uh, geez. I, I mean, you can't go wrong with South beach, man. I mean, I, you could probably go people watch right now in South beach. That's how crazy it is in Miami. I mean, people just are not, it seems like they're just not listening to what's going on. They're going out there partying and, you know, just living it up and, you know, it's unfortunate, but yeah, I would say South Beach, you know, the major, major hotspots, Brickell, Wynwood, South Beach. You know what I mean? It's like, it's crazy. Like I would say what, January, February, we we're all out and about. And then, you know, once, once March hit, it's like our lives completely changed. Yeah, brother. But I love that. I really love that you, you have used this time and Rachel as well to like connect with old friends and, and yeah. get these like group chats going. It's actually, yeah. it's actually kind of inspired me to, to do the same with like some of my buddies from college and high school who I've lost touch with a little bit. And, yeah. and I think this is a great excuse to just check in. Hey, how yeah. are you doing? How can I support you? Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, and it's, it's crazy, man, because honestly, you never know what somebody's going through. Like, even though I've known people, you know, for my entire life, like everybody has their own life. You know what I mean? Everybody's in the hustle and bustle, but I think this quarantine and this, this pandemic has really, you know, like you said, like, how are you doing? You know what I mean? Just that simple question, you know, letting them, 
uh, kind of uh, divulge everything that's going on in their life or whatever they want to divulge, you know, it's kind of like a release for them. What up, fam? Sorry to interrupt today's show, but I am so excited. This podcast, the Energy Exchange podcast, is something that I have put my blood, sweat, and tears into. And honestly, the best way that you can show your gratitude for me and this show is by leaving an honest review in the iTunes store. It would genuinely mean the world to hear your feedback and to support this mission. Word of mouth is my oxygen. Thank you so much, fam. I appreciate you. I love you. Let's get back to the show. Mm. You know, and it, it's it's like them relieving stress or having somebody to confide in. You know, you never know what people are going through, and some people need that. You know what I mean, in order to you know take that stress off and just be in a better place. I love that, brother. I think compassion right now yeah. and kindness are equally as contagious as any virus, and and yeah. we need to just again, like you said be mindful that we have no idea what other people are experiencing. And, and I think that's a really important point that you make. And with that being said, you know, in the midst of everything happening these last few months, you know, the last month we had everything happen with George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, and in these cases of police brutality, uh, Ahmaud Aubrey as well. Um, and, it's so interesting, you know, how the timing of this, right? It was three months into COVID. Everyone's been pent up. And then this just explodes. And it, it gets, it's such, a, it's such a visceral reaction because we have video of it and you see the pain, you see the suffering, you see the injustice taking place. And, and it, it seemed almost like a moment to me where it was like, okay, our country's coming together right now, right? Like, and it seemed like everyone forgot about the virus, which might have not been a good thing because you had tens of thousands of people gathering uh, in protests. And I think you have such a unique perspective on what's happening right now. You know, you and Rachel, as an interracial couple, and I know you faced your challenges with that in the past. So I'd love to hear, you know, how you and her have navigated through this and maybe a couple experiences you'd like to share. Yeah. I mean, for me, man, it's, it was like the perfect storm. Like I totally agree with you. You know, we were all pent up, you know, people were, you know, complaining and rightfully so, you know I mean? As far as work, and, you know, they weren't bringing money and it was kind of like a double-edged sword. It's like, do you go to work and get sick or do you stay home and make no money and you can't put food on the table? So, like, I understand both sides, but I agree. It was like the perfect storm. George Floyd happened and it was just such a, such a terrible scene. I mean, you caught basically from start to finish this man dying on the ground at, the, you know, underneath the knee of a cop who basically didn't care, you know what I mean? And uh, you know, what, what hit home for me. And I think that everybody could relate to this was when he was yelling out for his mama, you know what I mean? Like that, like that hit home for me. Like I absolutely adore my mother. She was, you know, she was the, the first woman in my life. And when he, when he yelled out for his mom, man, it, it like brought tears to my eyes, you know what I mean? And, 
you know, his mother had passed away. And it was basically like him saying, like, I'm an, I'm about to die. Like, I'm going to go see you. You know what I mean? So it was just so, so powerful. And I think that's what, you know, enraged the country so much that, you know, and it's unfortunate because let, let's be honest, this has been going on for a while. You know what I mean? It, things have happened before George Floyd. You know, maybe we didn't get the entire video of it, but at the same time, police brutality has been going on for so long. And it's kind of like with George Floyd, everybody just woke up. And, you know, I understand, you know, especially maybe from like Rachel's perspective, it's like, where have people been? Like, this has been going on. You know what I mean? Like now everybody wants to wake up and it's, it's kind of like you realize how naive, you know, uh, especially not being black, how naive you've been to things like this. You know what I mean? And it's just opened up so many eyes and, you know, it's sad that it took this man's death to, to, to make that happen. But, you know, I've, we went protesting man and here in Miami and it was one of the most passionate and exhilarating experiences of my life, man. Like I, it was like a visceral reaction. Like I felt, you know, the, the, the passion of the people and how hurt they were. And, you know, you know, we were chanting and marching along and it was just, it was just a beautiful thing, man. Just people coming together for, for such a great cause, um, you know, and as far as me and Rachel, at the end of the day, I'm not black. You know what I mean? So I don't have that black experience. So I think for me, like where I fall into this is I want to support my wife as much as possible. You know, I see her, you know, her struggle in, you know, viewing the things that's, that are going on, uh, you know, her being, you know, the lead the, the first African-American lead in the Basher franchise. I mean, everything is basically on her, her shoulders. Whenever there's, you know, a racial issue, she's flooded with DMs and, uh, uh, you know, comments about, you know, oh, you need to say something. Like, you're kind of like representing us and you're like, all the burden is on her shoulders. So, you know, I think for me, it's just all about supporting her, supporting her, listening to her, um, you know, and just backing her in every single way. And, you know, we see eye to eye, you know, I believe in everything she believes in. And at the end of the day, it's a human, it's a human issue, man. It's like stuff like that should not happen. It's just straight up wrong. Like, and anybody that doesn't see that as something wrong or start to bring up, you know, people's past and, you know, just start to, to muddle the, the conversation with other things. I mean, it's just wrong, man. It's, it's, it's a human issue. And if you have any humanity in you and if you have a heart, you know, you're going to see that this, this needs to stop. Yeah. I love that, bro. And, and I, I love that you acknowledge that you don't really know how it feels, you know, yeah. you and I, it's, it's, and, and obviously your, you know, your family, your family came from Colombia. So I'm, I'm, I would love to actually talk to them and see what their experiences are like. Cause I'm sure they, you know, face some sort of discrimination too, but for the most part, you know, you and I grew up with a good amount of privilege. You know, both of us are fit. We're uh, attractive. I think it's fair to say. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and we, we've, you know, kind of been in that context. And I think something like this really, forces us to like get more educated 
on the history of this country, you know, on our own privilege and, and, and just listen, honestly, like listen to people like Rachel, listen to her experiences, her stories. And again, it comes back to compassion. Like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that there's moments of your life where you were fearful just doing base, basic things like crossing the street or going for a run at night or, you know, X, Y, and Z. And those are things ultimately we'll never be able to experience. Um, however, I really think it's important that we continue to cultivate that awareness. So I, I, I appreciate you sharing. No, yeah. And I think it's very, you know, another thing that you know, I've been trying to do, you know, via my platform, you know, story posts, whatever the case may be, is, is help people get educated. You know, I mean, there's so many resources out there, you know, and, and more education that I need, I think everybody could use, you know, there's, there's movies, you know, we've, you know, actually started watching a, 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 a lot of black cinema, you know, for example, Just Mercy with um, Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan absolutely phenomenal movie, heart-wrenching at the same time, you know, that, that could, you know, that kind of stuff could actually go down, but you know, it, it's really eye-opening, man. Um, you know, not only that, but, uh, 13th, she talks about the 13th amendment and, you know, just the, the, the jail systems that we have in this country. I mean, it just, it, it's, it's really, really eye-opening. And I just suggest, read a book, watch a movie, you know, really dive in and, and allow yourself to, to be educated and see a different perspective and see where uh, the black community is coming from. I think that's super important. I love that brother. I appreciate you sharing that. So just mercy in the 13th. Yeah. Um, and that's just one man. That's just one. I mean, read a book called uh, white fragility. You know, Rachel's been ordering a bunch of books, you know, I'm, I'm, willing and, and able to, uh, to open those up. And I want to, you know, I just want to educate myself as much as possible. I love that brother. I love that. Uh, and I definitely want to make sure that during this time together, it's kind of hard to transition from, yeah. from that type of uh, serious topic and subject matter to yeah. something a little lighter. However, you know, you are a super high level doctor. And we spoke a little bit earlier about some of these unique therapies that you've been implementing with your patients. And I'd love to give you the opportunity to speak on behalf of some of those and, and, and some of the data, some of the research and some of the success that you've seen. Yeah. So basically what I've, you know, coming off the show, like I really wanted to establish a uh, a practice that was going to heal people in a natural way. So one of the principles of my brand is natural health solutions. So I wanted to bring things that were going to cure the body or help cure the body without drugs, without surgery, you know, very little downtime, uh, very little side effects and things like that. And of course, things that are backed by research. So, you know, two of the things that I found that are really, really effective and that, a lot of people may not know about, but a lot of healthcare professionals, especially in, in pro sports, know about them a lot. One of them is uh, high-powered deep tissue laser therapy. Um, it's been researched uh, to be an incredible tool for decreasing pain and inflammation. There's tons of studies on PubMed on photobiomodulation, which is essentially the, the, the light therapy that I'm performing in my office. 
And, you know, you name it from head to toe, whether it's headaches, ankle pain, uh, you know, back pain, neck pain, hamstring tear. I mean, you name it. It's basically light energy being uh, uh, shunned into the, into the skin and it actually penetrates deep down to the cellular level. Okay. And what it does is it actually produces more ATP in the cell into the mitochondria. And then what's going to happen is that cell is going to renew itself at a much faster rate than it would if, you know, let's say you do maybe traditional therapies like, you know, putting an ice pack on a twisted ankle, like your ankle is going to recover a lot faster. So a lot of pro sports have actually taken this on. And, you know, a lot of trainers are treating their athletes you know, it's NBA, NFL, I mean, you name it, the military uses this to help their soldiers recover. So, and it has tons of research, like I said, but I wanted to bring this to the everyday person. You know what I mean? Whether you got in a car accident, whether you, you know, twisted your ankle playing basketball, like I could basically help you with this laser. Like it's that effective. Um, the other tool, uh, it's, it's the, the therapy is called spinal decompression and it's performed with, in my opinion, the best uh, spinal decompression table in the business is called the DRX 9000. Um, it has a 90% success rate when it comes to treating herniated discs, bulging discs, uh, sciatica, degenerative disc disease. So in, in terms of traditional treatments and what people are, are used to is what? They either A, do nothing. B, they uh, take medication or injections. Another option could be maybe physical therapy, uh, acupuncture, chiropractic. And I uh, trust me, I'm a chiropractor. I totally believe in the power of chiropractic. But at the same time, to get down to the root cause, to actually heal the disc, you know what I mean? Because what this machine does is it promotes nutrients, oxygen, and water through the pumping mechanism, through the distraction mechanism that this table uh, uh, performs. And it actually heals the disc um, in a very natural way, you know? And then, so who wants to go to surgery, you know, have all those risks that are associated with surgery, you know, the, po- the potential rehab after when I essentially have something that could heal your disc, no downtime, no risks, you know, you're, I mean, at most, maybe you're a little sore, kind of like you worked out the day before. But I mean, I think people would trade that off compared to, hey, we got to, you know, open you up and do a surgery or insert screws or do a fusion in your back. I mean, that's just not the way to go. Like I always promote going a more natural route before even considering drug or surgery, if at all. Yeah. And I remember when you first got that decompression, the DRX 9000, and you were so excited and I can hear it in your voice, like the enthusiasm and the passion, because I know you do your homework and research on these things and you want to provide the highest quality care for your patients. So if you're listening right now and you're in the South Florida area, um, I really, really encourage you, you know, to pay Dr. Brian a visit. Um, here's the thing, you know, back pain, I believe last year was a hundred billion dollar industry. And so many of these things, like you mentioned, are a temporary fix. We're putting a bandaid on a bullet wound. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and what you're doing is you, like you said, you're addressing the root cause and really doing your best to provide healing 
on a cellular level, which is so, 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 so powerful. So I encourage people and I'm going to pay Dr. Brian a visit next week because listen, I'm very healthy. My body can move well, but you know, there's times where I feel like, Hey, you know, I feel like my spine could definitely be more aligned. And there's definitely times where I feel like I could be moving and performing a little more optimally. So I'm super excited for that. And Dr. B, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you? I know your DMs probably get flooded. So if someone wants to pay you a visit, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, man. I mean, you could always reach me on Instagram. Like you said, I, I, I look at my DMs and, you know, if it, I will definitely get to you. I may not get to you right away, but I will definitely get to you. If it's a health question, I'll try to help you out as much as possible. Um, so it's at, uh, the Brian Abasolo at the Brian Abasolo is my, uh, my handle. Uh, you can find me there on Facebook, on Twitter. Uh, but then you could also go to my website, uh, com, just for health and wellness in general, but then you could also go to Miami disc and laser.com Miami disc and laser. That's D I S C for disc Miami disc and laser.com. Um, you know, I offer free consultations. So, you know, and a free MRI review. So if you've had, you know, a situation in the past where it's like, you know, you have a herniated disc, you know, you have a bulging disc, you know, you've tried everything. You've tried the medications and the injections and, you know, maybe you've had a surgery before, like there's still a possibility that I could help you, uh, you know, with my protocol. Um, so yeah, like I said, MiamiDiscAndLaser.com, you know, uh, you can email me there as well. That's amazing, brother. And, and just to make it easier for Brian to like sort through his messages, DM him. If you're interested in coming through all capitals, podcast, all capitals, Brian, I don't know if you ever do this, but this is something I do a lot, which I've had some success with. It makes it so much easier. So a lot of times for DMS, um, what I'll do is I'll check them on my computer and I'll give people like a cue. Hey, um, DM me the word health, right? So that way I can go to all the message requests and like scroll and see the people that have said health. And I can address those people. Um, So that's just a little trick that I've been implementing that's been helpful in navigating through all of this vortex of messages. That's a good idea, man. That's a good idea. Yeah. And if, I mean, even if you're not in my, in the South Florida area, you just have a general question. I mean, obviously I'm not your primary care physician. I mean, I'll try to guide you in whatever way I can, you know, maybe you could find a provider in your area that does, you know, do deep tissue laser therapy and spinal decompression, you know, they could possibly help you. I mean, I've had a couple people that, you know, maybe up in the Northeast or out on the West coast that, you know, they have never even heard about these treatments. You know, they're so used to the traditional medical model and, you know, it's unfortunate, you know, I've had people that have had surgery and it's like, damn, Mrs. Jones, I wish I would have met you prior to your surgery. You know, maybe I could have prevented that for you, but here we are now. Let me see if I can help you now. You know, I could, I can, uh, uh, make better maybe what the surgery did it. So for sure. I think that's a great point, dude. A great point to end. Like you're never, it's never too late to prioritize your health and wellness. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people are very reactive and they wait until shit hits the fan, you know, in the form of a pandemic or in the form of, you know, cancer or diabetes. And then it's like, Oh crap, maybe I should prioritize my health and understand that 
Brian is, is one of the best in the business. So definitely take him up on his offer. And Brian, I want to acknowledge you, brother, for your continued growth, for always striving to learn more, to educate yourself so you can educate your patients and your community at the highest level. And, and you know, the way that you're showing up during these times when the world needs it most is really powerful, man. And, and I'm grateful to, to have you in my life. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for the kind words. I love being on your, uh, your podcast, man. You're doing amazing things as well. All right. So, you know, for everybody out there, you know, I love this dude. He is, uh, you're, you're, you're absolutely the most enthusiastic and positive person on social media. Like anybody, everybody should be feeding off your energy. So if you're not following this man, follow this man because he is the truth. I appreciate you, brother. Guys, you already know what time it is. It's time to hit Dr. Abs up. It's time to prioritize your health and wellness. And don't forget to exchange energy on the way. Much love. Peace. Peace. Please, please, please let me know what you thought. Let me know how I did. Let me know what was the biggest divine download that you had. Because ultimately, that allows me to be better. And not only that, when you teach something, when you share something, that means you're learning it twice. That means it's becoming a habit. That means it's becoming part of your DNA. So much love fam. And as always, it would mean the world if you took that extra 13 to 24 seconds to leave a review in the iTunes store. It helps spread this message and reach more people. I got so much love for you and I will see you back here for Monday's show. Peace out.